everybody welcome to episode 262 of up for discussion the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot treats and tasty goofs this is part two of munch madness our eight week long food series i'm tom zalatni i'm jeremiah i'm david hall and i'm the special guest bryn yay yay bryn bryn's been working in the food service industry since the age of 14 started out as a dishwasher worked her way up to line cook work Line mm-hmm. cookery. Line cookery, yeah. Uh, and has worked in everything from food trucks to commercial chains to independent fancy places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How fancy Ooh. are we talking? Uh, pretty fancy, like $30 steak fancy. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> me and a group of friends went there for a friend's birthday, and we only went because our dad paid for everybody, and we <laughs> yeah. were all like, this is the fanciest we've ever been. The only time I've eaten there when I wasn't like shoveling scraps into my mouth in the back kitchen was when the owners let me eat for free. So Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and you've also been consistently the youngest and often only female employee in the kitchen. Yes. Except for one very fun summer when I was still the youngest, but we had an entire, uh, it was an entirely female kitchen. Ooh. It was like, there was like six of us and it was all ladies and it, that lasted for one summer and then it was just me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which restaurant yeah. was that at? Also Brio. Well, okay. the chef wasn't yeah. a woman, but whatever. Who cares about the chef? Yeah. Small yeah. potatoes. Small potatoes. <laughs> Well, it's we're a good gonna... chef name. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good chef name. Uh, cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hear a lot more about that in a minute. But mm-hmm. first, uh, first, we'd like to take a moment at the beginning of the podcast just to acknowledge that where our studio lo- is located is um, Jujage, which is within Ganyan Gahaga territory. Um, and as settlers, it is really important for us to include in our dialogue with each other and on any platforms that we have. Um, just conversations about the land that we're on and how it is we came to be there and how it is that we're partnering with our indigenous community members. Like I mentioned in last week's podcast, Canada is currently embroiled in a conflict with the Wet'suwet'en Nation. Um, So I again encourage you to look up local actions in your city. I know there's a few protests coming up in Montreal. Um, The Wet'suwet'en and Mohawk chiefs did a joint press conference earlier this week Justin Trudeau also had a press conference earlier this week. So please look those up. um, See what's going on. See what's being said. Um, This week, there's also been a lot of violent police action, Mm -hmm. um, taking down a lot of the blockades that have popped up across the country in support of Wet'suwet'en. So if you can look those up in your city, if you're able-bodied and able to go down and protect the indigenous youth leading these movements your presence is required it's needed it's how you can ally with the people whose land you're on if you aren't able to go down in person there are also many many funds you can donate to for your local actions and to Wet'suwet'en and Unistoten directly mm-hmm. and I just really would encourage you to do that and keep your eyes on this conflict as it unfolds yeah thank you mm-hmm. we'll have some links in the uh, description of this episode as usual with uh info about you know where to find all of the resources for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah nice yeah so Bryn hi tell us about your life tell us about your <laughs> life specifically in relation to food no pressure <laughs> oh, no pressure great. thank you where were you well, born well it started Who are your in 1997 <laughs> <laughs> Aww, baby. what did they eat in 1997 yeah oh I don't cheese know cheese was in spam <laughs> 
Actually, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> my dad, when my dad was growing up, he'd eat um, spam and ketchup sandwiches. Okay. And um, then when he was in college, he'd eat cheese with sandwiches. Oh, wow. It's like I'm psychic or something. And I still have, yeah, basically. That's what <laughs> um, Are you Bryn's dad? Al. Um, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but it was kind of funny. My dad was usually the one actually cooking for us. Um, cheese with sandwiches. No, real stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Real, real food. We actually, actually hot tip, put, put cheese whiz on into your scrambled eggs. Like before you cook them. Ooh. No, it makes it good. Um, It makes them fluffy. That's the only. Oh, fluffy. Yeah. It's the only time I will ever condone using cheese whiz on anything okay that sounds great honestly you think most things sound great (laughs) (laughs) food and canned cheese sprays i'm a big fan of like processed cheese i'm not gonna lie moving on (laughs) 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 um yeah i got my uh my best friend was working as a dishwasher um at a small restaurant on pender island where i grew up um and it was because the chef of that restaurant was actually living with her mom at the time she was rooming there because she had just kind of i'm a little hazy on it because i was 14 at the time um she had dumped all her money into this like restaurant um she was engaged she was only 29 i think and she dumped all her money into this one restaurant and she was just like working she threw everything in it to make it work it was right on the water and i know for at least two years she lived in a boat that was down in front of it i love this woman yeah she, no she's amazing um yeah amanda landa she owns is her real name she owns a general store now after quitting the restaurant business after oh. five years yeah so i started there and i was just dishwashing and she um kind of gave me the work ethic i guess that sort of carried me through to the rest of my life uh if you have time to lean, you have time to clean is burned on the inside of my skull, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a phrase universal across kitchens, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I kind of just started. They moved me up to like making sandwiches and salads and stuff. And then I got bumped up to like the brunch rush where I made so many eggs. I'm amazing at poaching <laughs> eggs. I don't even need the little basket things. I can just put them right in the water. Damn. I know. Skills. So when are we making eggs, Benedict? Tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, How do you like your eggs in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) So you're not Bryn's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I... (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then um, I moved away from Pender because I was a young woman and there was one of two young women on the entire island. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, those are the Gulf Islands for yep. you. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, I had to take a boat to get to school every day. What? Yeah. Pender is small. Pender's small. Oh, right. You're also from the West Coast. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> what um, kind of boat we talking? Like a little taxi boat. Like it's called the water taxi or the school boat. Yep. They would load like 30 high school students on it every morning and every evening it and sounds like a ferry us party. around. I. Honestly, I wish I lived on the Gulf Islands, <laughs> but everyone who's from the Gulf Islands is like, no, no you don't. Yeah. I'm, like, yes, I'm shaking my head at them right now. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, uh, I just imagined like a horde of small boats and <laughs> what, the like Harry one, Potter. One person. <laughs> no, two like people. Like a little rowboat. Yeah. You just rowed to school. Boats. No, no, no. 
Yeah. Sorry, off topic. Um, anyway, no, that's colored. It's very story. on topic. Yeah, it involved um, boats. <laughs> <laughs> Did you cook breakfast on the boats? Like a camp stove? No, I'd eat breakfast on the boats sometimes. There you go, granola bars and stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, that was. So most of most of my restaurant experience was on Pender. So that's where I worked in the food truck, um, and a couple different like independent places there. Um, the food truck is still kind of around. It's uh, Amanda owns it. She runs it out of her general store. And then the other restaurant called Joe's Place has run through a whole bunch of chefs. I think my old sous chef there is now working at the fire department. <laughs> it's just, just kind of small town for you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine how many fires started in the kitchen before he was like, you know what? I put out so many fires in this kitchen. I need to be prepared professionally for this one. <laughs> I'm an expert now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, I got that mixed up. He was head chef at that restaurant after I left there. And now he's working at the fire department, not as a chef, as a firefighter. Um, and then, yeah, I moved to Victoria and I got a job at a little place called The Dutch. Uh, which it doesn't is, sound like a little place. It's, um, no, it was little. It's a, yeah, it's a small chain. I think there's like four locations. And the only reason I got a job there was because it was literally across the road from my apartment. Yeah, and it was right by my high school. Yeah. When I was getting fed up with everybody there because I hated it and it was grimy and dirty. Yeah, I was and not they, a good. Uh-uh. <laughs> everything was frozen and like shipped in and there was the prep that they did was just opening the boxes <laughs> and they still charged like $20 a Benny wow. a be- an Ooh. eggs benedict yeah it was bad so whenever I'd get like too frustrated I'd be like um hey uh Tony the- Tony was the boss Tony I forgot something I left the oven on I gotta go check it <laughs> I gotta go I'll be right back and I just go sit in my living room by myself for 20 minutes. That's great. Um, yeah, so that lasted for about a month. <laughs> you got wrap it up within a month. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. Um, and then I, again, through a friend, uh, my friend's boyfriend at the time was the two chef, quotations, um, which is what she told me, um, at Brio. Um, so I was like, hey, please give me a job. Please give, please give me a job. Oh, God. Um, and then that's kind of where I worked for the last two years before moving here to Montreal. Cool. Two and a half cool. years or so. Yeah. What and would you say, like, what would you say was the biggest, like, challenge, I guess, of being, because you said you were often the only, like, girl working there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not, probably just sexual harassment i guess mm-hmm. yeah it was um you know yeah you always i always had my hand on my knife <laughs> then you know um yeah it sucked especially because for most of it i was you know 15 to 17 years old and right. um it was just kind of like really tiring <laughs> to hear it was cuff from all sides and it wasn't like there was some like bigger stuff obviously like um, guys like grabbing me and uh, saying weird shit directly to me and then it was also like that small things too like checking out girls in the restaurant this one one guy tried to show me on his phone like this Instagram page he followed just about boobs mm-hmm. and I'm like you're 35 Duh. and I am very 16 and it was so just constant like 
constantly getting hit on. Um, it was frustrating. I've been propositioned a whole bunch, sometimes by married men. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest stumbling block, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry that to bring sucks. the room down about that, but yeah. No, it's the reality <laughs> yeah. of working in the like food industry when you're a woman or perceived as yeah, a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. And like that was, I honestly, like talking to the ladies who I did work with um, in 2018, I had it pretty easy. I had a pretty good run of it um, comparatively, <laughs> unfortunately. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why it's always so exciting when you come into like a food industry space that's femme dominated. Mm. Like I worked at a bakery in Victoria for a year that was like all women. The only man was our dishwasher. <laughs> nice. And he came in like for the last two hours of our shift and then was alone. Right. And it was just like, because I'd worked in the food industry before that too, but it was like coming to the space that was all women. I was like, wow, amazing. Mm. And we had so much fun and I had like never yeah. felt so safe and yeah. so like valid in a kitchen before. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was just so good. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yeah. No, I loved working with those girls. Uh, I don't know where they are now, but hopefully doing well yeah i think so i think we're friends on facebook (laughs) no it was really good like um yeah yeah fair enough well thanks for sharing that i know um it's when we were planning to do a series on food i was like this is definitely something that's going to come up oh yeah because i wanted to make sure that we weren't going to be just interviewing a bunch of like straight white dudes Mm. (laughs) because like there's enough of those in the food world we don't need to their their voices are getting amplified already and i was like i have a strong suspicion that if we try to book a lot of like female chefs and like we're we're gonna come across that right like that's just that's part of the reality of it and it's shitty and like it's important to call it out and like bring attention to it because that's the first way to make change happen right Mm -hmm. for sure Mm. yeah it's good i was really lucky sorry i was really lucky at brio the chef there um was really great he's amazing um i actually texted him i'm still in contact with him i texted him before this and asked if i could use his name which is Lori, and his restaurant name which is cafe brio and he said only if i said nice things about him so Fair enough. which is good because i really only have nice things to say about him. <laughs> that is good yeah yeah that's part of the reason i wanted to like have bryn on for this series is i was like oh bryn has like a really cool perspective on like the chef and like line cook dynamic because like yeah she's yeah. still friends with her chef and she tells me stories all the time and i'm like that's <laughs> fucking hilarious so. yeah he's um Pretty f- I was his favorite. <laughs> Sorry, Laurie, if you do end up list- if I do end up sending this to you, I think I, <laughs> I think I was. Um, yeah, we. It took three and a half months of working less than a foot away from each other before he said anything to me that like like for like eight hours a day uh, before he said anything to me that wasn't work related. But we got there. Yeah, we got nice. there. <laughs> I mean. That's professionalism sometimes, yeah. right? You gotta yeah. just sort of do the thing and, you know. Yeah, no, I learned a lot from him and, yeah. Nice. So, how stressful does it get during the Because <laughs> I, I have always had the image in my head that it's absolute pandemonium, but it could also be, like, quiet as a, like, service. Yeah, yeah it, it really depends. Like, um... You know, you can get in the weeds, as they call it, um, <laughs> and where it's just like you don't know which way is up. You're sweaty. 
everyone's sweaty <laughs> it's so hot everything's loud and like you look and there's just all you see is like white and yellow paper and you just know like this is my life for the next <laughs> three hours or more and then at the end of it i have to spend another three hours cleaning mm. um but yes sorry you open your mouth like you're gonna say no, no no i was just breathing okay <laughs> <laughs> well stop it <laughs> um yeah it like uh brio where i worked was a I want to say it was cursed, but really it was just poorly managed by the owners. So it was um, very likely that just shit was going to go wrong. The hood vents shut off once. The oven stopped working. Some of the burners stopped working. There was a gas leak. The lights were falling down on us one time. Um, the grease trap exploded in the basement and flooded the entire like dry storage area. With in a, grease? Uh, Boda, like inch and a half of like rotten dirty grease oh my god oh, no i don't think we're gonna eat there again <laughs> oh you burned that place <laughs> no down. it's good food it's good food we cleaned it all up Jeez. and that's oh, again just the owners they've had it yeah they've had mm. that place for like 20 years and they yeah. just don't do mm. a lot with it that's wild that's yeah. frustrating because it's like a really nice spot it's and a it really has nice a ton spot. Of potential <laughs> and Lori's so tired he's been trying for like 12 years oh, oh. yep yeah. But yeah, so there's always like that stuff you have to like work around. And sometimes your coworkers are fucking idiots. <laughs> so um yeah, I I can handle it pretty well cuz I just kind of like go into robot mode. And it's like one thing after the other, but like when I was first new there, I was I first of all very scared of Lori. Um, and also I hadn't really done like hot side before I just he never actually asked me if I'd worked on like a stove before Ah. so I was just like yeah I can do that and so I just kind of bullshitted it until I got it so hot side for those of you who don't know is like the cooking so it's like the stove and the ovens yeah and cold side is like salads and sandwiches and shit yeah well, of course David we knew this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both didn't have the same look of absolute confusion it's like it's amazing i'm clarifying to me. for the listeners don't worry <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's amazing to me that i never in my life ended up with any kind of food service job yeah because hmm. i love food so much but I just like. Well, don't go. We don't work. At don't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's what I always hear. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we were having this conversation. We're also coworkers at like this job we do on the weekends. Yep. And our boss was asking Bryn about that. Like, oh, so how come chefs never like cook at home? It's like because it we're exhausted. Because <laughs> we do like ten hours a day. Because I don't have like ten burners and a hood vent in my house. Oh my god, I hate cooking on like like. What's the word I'm looking for? Electric stove? No, no, no. Like, at home. Domestic? That's not the word. But, like... I, I think it is. A residential stove. Residential! Thank you. Okay. Like, I hate using residential kitchens because I'm just like, I need a grill. I need a fucking right? brick pizza oven. I need... What is this bullshit? I need a giant fridge of expensive ingredients that I didn't pay for. Right? I, I watch a lot of, like... Guy Fieri TV. Nice. Hey, Guy Fieri's uh, wholesome as fuck. I love him. I think he's a good dad. And I yeah. <laughs> and does he, does he have kids? He has yeah. he has two sons, okay. and also his sister passed away like five ten years ago, and her son has kind of like lived intermittently uh, okay. with him. Like, cool. Yeah. Um, one of someone has. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's been married to yeah, the same person for like 25 years. Aww, uh, you go, Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah, Guy Fieri's great. Um, but he uh, he has a couple of shows that are like take place at his house, um, in his kitchen, and in oh. his like backyard kitchen. Aww. He has an outdoor kitchen, <sighs> yeah, with multiple stations oh, and like great. a wood burning pizza. Oven oh and my stuff. god, yeah. No, I had a friend who just like his parents were like, oh, we're gonna build like a wood burning pizza oven in our backyard, and they use it like only in the summer like five times oh. and I'm like I hate you all <laughs> put it in my house <laughs> give it to me that's definitely like I like I like the house that I live in this house that we're in currently <laughs> that's not where we are recording yeah um, <laughs> but we don't really like <laughs> it's the same as it ever was we, <laughs> we don't have like proper space for barbecuing like we have a oh, sp- yeah. we have two small balconies and one of them is off our bedroom so like that one doesn't really work for it yeah. and like Did you don't want a barbecue scented bedroom i mean yeah i was gonna say put it in the damn living room yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a fire hazard yeah actually don't do that everybody it um with the gas the gas works it sucks oxygen out and you'll die yeah definitely of co2 poisoning don't don't yeah don't. Have and this has steps. been safety tips with yeah Brent. well that's it like <laughs> i i could i could barbecue in the alley like leave the barbecue <laughs> in the garage and like <laughs> open it and roll it out every time i want to use it hell yeah but like one day if we move, I want to, like, have a proper backyard where I can, you know, slowly assemble a Guy Fieri-level kitchen for myself. And assume barbecue dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? So Bryn sh- has been showing me this, like, YouTube channel of this, what's her name? Lichi? Lee Zichi. Lee Zichi. And she has, like, a traditional, like, Chinese kitchen set up her, on her grandma's farm. Oh, it's beautiful. Cool. And I just, I'm like, I want that. It's, like, this giant, like, fire pit with this huge walk. And I'm like, this is what I need. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever seen <laughs> Chef's Table, it's oh kind of God. like Chef's Table. But she does it all herself, and it's in, like, the Chinese mountains. It's wow. gorgeous. It's L-I-Z-I-Q-I. That sounds amazing. It's life that goals. Delightful. <laughs> you know I want her is, uh, to marry me. <laughs> you know what else is delightful? Mm. What are you doing? Getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> this is our super Uh-oh. smooth transition <laughs> to the cash corner. We're actually going to read some ads first. Oh, uh, well, fine then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. David, oh. it's been a little while <laughs> since the last time you were here, but you know what hasn't changed? What hasn't changed, Tom? This episode is still brought to you in part by Chaos. Chaos. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about Chaos. I sure have. Their professional sound equipment, cinema-grade cameras, event hosting, and more. Wow. How much more? So much more. (laughs) But right now, we want to tell you about a special new service they've just rolled out. For a limited time only, Chaos is offering radically reduced rates for their social media services as part of a limited time promo offer to help them with some case studies. What does that mean? What does that mean? Basically, they want to publicly test out how effective their new social media packages are, so they're offering them at a discounted rate of, you ready for this? I'm ready. 70 to 80% off. Whoa, I Whoa. wasn't ready. <laughs> that's, that's so much. That's so much. How are they getting away with that? <laughs> Free market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was that funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> funny. <laughs> 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 70 to 80 percent off is a huge number that's a huge savings so if you've been looking for a way to revamp your brand's social media presence and you're looking for an excuse to do that how about the excuse of getting those services for damn cheap super damn cheap super damn cheap hella damn cheap <laughs> you can go to createchaos.com or hit them up on instagram at createchaos to find out more 
That's chaos. With a K. With a K. No, I don't like this one. Hang on. I'm going to change it. I don't, I don't like <laughs> this one. Was this for the cash corner? Yeah. Do you want to do it or am I doing it? Can I just say I didn't like how much you guys sweared in that? I thought this was a Christian household. <laughs> Here's a nice Bitch <laughs> in white universe. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you in part by Le Coin de Jouet and Angry Neil Mall. Do you like kids' toys, puzzles, board games, figurines, crafts, stuffed animals? Oh boy, model do cards? I! <laughs> How about D and D books and cards I love those. and dice and other accessories? Sounds I'm a big nerd and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> They're my favorite. <laughs> well, if you're into any of that stuff, which let's face it, you probably are, because you're a human being with a heart and a ding dang soul. <laughs> Head down to Laquantisue and Agrinial Mall right away. Our listeners, our listeners, listeners to this show and also two other shows that I produce, <laughs> can get a twenty percent off discount uh, on everything. So go to Laquantisue and Agrinial Mall. Tell them your favorite podcast sent you, but specifically mention this one. Is that up for discussion? Yeah. From the Upford Network. Yeah. Sent you. Tell them we for sent your you toys. Twenty percent off. Yeah. Everything. Twenty percent off. Yeah. Wow, I might have to go there. It's it's they've got a good selection. And you can find them at seventy seventy seven Boulevard Newman in LaSalle, Quebec, or at Coin de Jouet on Instagram and Facebook. It's the one in Angrenial Mall specifically. Now we're going to the cash corner. <laughs> <clears throat> now we'd like to welcome you to the cash corner. <clears throat> the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Money. Most meal kit subscription services end up costing about $5 per person per meal. That's pretty cheap, especially compared to takeout or restaurants. But you know what's way cheaper? Supporting us on Patreon. Sure, you won't get food delivered straight to your door, but you will get the comfort of knowing you're supporting your favorite creators and helping them make the show you love even better. And that is pretty Pretty dang cool. If you pledge as little as $1 a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of the fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks. Plus, if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle of the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Andrew, who says... Every Hallmark movie incorporates some idyllic, independently owned bakery or cupcake shop. If you could own your own mom-and-pop artisan food shop in a rustic small town, what would it be? <clears throat> well, I've actually thought about this quite a lot. That makes sense to me. <laughs> um, me and my dad. So I kind of got into food because of my dad. Um, and we've actually ran, ran like a pretty low-key catering business together for a number of years. Cool. And we've often talked about opening a storefront or getting like a food truck kind of thing. Um, so in this case, it would not be a mom and pop shop. It would be a ambiguous child and pop <laughs> shop. <laughs> Y'all right there. Tom. I knew that that was not a good time to drink water. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have warned you in some way. I'm just killing our hosts. It's fine. <laughs> I was ready for that. <laughs> One down. Um, Wait, yeah, there's I'd- a tally? <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we planned this before it. the show. Uh-oh. Um, Tom, there's a coup. <laughs> and so, I'm dead. That's true. Guys, me I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought Jeremiah was dead. Yeah, I'm dead. I'm daddy. Um, <laughs> who's yeah. flying the plane? So there's been... 
<laughs> There's been a few different versions of what we'd like that to look like. Um, when I was in high school, my big plan was that I would graduate, backpack across the world, and collect recipes, and come back, and me and my dad would run this, like, world flavor, kind of, like, coffee shop, diner, library, poetry thing. Which, one, you know, one more down, please. <laughs> Fuck off. As, as I've gotten older, we've kind of refined the vision a little sure. bit. I'm like, Now, no right. one's going to win bingo. <laughs> Um, but given that it's like a project me and my dad hold really close to our hearts and my dad's side of the family is Caribbean, what we've leaned towards and kind of settled on is that if we were to open a restaurant together, it would definitely be like Caribbean fusion kind of food. Cool. Um, my dad's, my dad's idea is to name the shop, come and get it. And there's no menu. You just show up and get whatever my dad cooked that day. Oh, I like that. Which, like, I like honestly, that. I really like the idea of, but I don't think Victoria is the right city for it. So I'm like, oh, hey, God, dad, no. move to Montreal. We could definitely do that yeah. here. Yeah. So I'm, like, <laughs> trying to convince him. And he's, like, down for it. But he's like, I don't know. Your mom hates winter. She's from the West Coast. And I'm like, we'll just fly her back out to the West Coast in the winter. It's fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that would, that would be ours. Come and get yeah. it. <laughs> That's awesome. Show up. We feed you some kind of Caribbean food. Nice. That sounds great. Yeah. If you tried to open anything but a brunch shop in Victoria, they'd run you out of town. Yeah. You have to be like a brunch shop, a sushi shop, or like a little Vietnamese restaurant tucked away somewhere very strange. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or like a hippie cafe that doesn't pay its employees and is garbage. (laughs) But rich people are like, ew, you decorated with driftwood. And there's a meeting room upstairs, and your smoothies cost $10. This must be amazing. There's avocado and everything. Ah. I hate everything about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm specifically describing a very specific place, <laughs> which has failed to pay like three of my friends when they quit. So Damn fuck them. Um, no, Driftwood Cafe. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, you said they decorated with driftwood, and that could be like six different places. I know. They decorate it's with Victoria. driftwood. <laughs> Cafe. I wasn't gonna say it, but there, I said it. <laughs> if you don't pay your employees, I'm gonna drag you on air. Deal well, there with it. Goes our uh, Driftwood enough. Cafe sponsor. <laughs> That's I, uh, fine. They suck. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them. <laughs> I uh, I've thought about this a lot as well. Um, not for the same reasons because I don't have a dad, but I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I'll oh, be your dad, wow. Tom. Uh, it's been such a long time since I made that joke. I, I love it. <laughs> been so long um but i uh when i was in high school my friend bradley and i used to talk about how much fun it would be to own a food truck and sell uh grilled cheeses out of it Mm. um (laughs) and then uh, at the time food trucks were not legal in montreal Uh, um and then you know we didn't like have a falling out or anything we just kind of drifted apart as you do after you graduate high school like two ships sailing in the night he's one of those people where if we run into each other we're like oh my god and we talk for like 20 minutes and then we don't talk again till the next time we run into each other nice. um mm. and then of course when food trucks became legal in montreal what was one of the first ones here but le cheese which sells you know grilled cheese and like mac and cheese and stuff <laughs> was there a third friend of that group that like just hovered around <laughs> you two like wanted to get in on the business and then was spurned by you two ignoring him and then went off to form Le Cheese? It's entirely possible. I don't know who owns Le Cheese. I don't know. I yeah. think it's a pretty common concept. There's yeah. one in Victoria just called the Melt Truck, which Ooh. does basically just variations on grilled cheese. That's yeah. a better name than Le Cheese. <laughs> it wouldn't play as well in Montreal, though. No, you got to have that's the... that's true. Le. Yeah. yeah. Le Cheese. It's got to be French. Omelette de fromage. Baguette. <laughs> uh, but now I think about, I don't know if there's anything <laughs> that I'm like specifically good enough at cooking that I would want to sell. 
you know i i like to cook but i like to cook for myself and i don't think i'd want to like be the one doing the cooking but i would love to own like a cafe I, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to work there. I just want to like own it and decorate it and staff it with people who are nice. Would it be a very nerdy <laughs> cafe? I think it would have to be. Would it be a board game cafe? It could be a board game cafe. I think oh, it, I don't know if I would brand it as a board game cafe, but I think it would be a cafe where like there's some board games that you can play if you want to yeah. kind of deal, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to spend eight hours here for your D&D campaign, we wouldn't kick you out. That's it. But, you know, it would also double as a podcast studio, so people would have to pay to rent the space and record their cafe conversations for us. I don't know. Okay, Spitballing. Okay. <laughs> There's just mic stands at every table. <laughs> I do think it would be really fun to have a multi-purpose space like that. That's mm. like, there's a cafe at the front for like people who want to come in for a cafe. And then like, you know, down the hall, there's a studio. Yeah, that'd be okay. really sweet. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Maybe a couple of studios so that we can maximize, you know, recording <laughs> opportunities or whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be fun. And then everyone who comes in to record can, like, you know, have a coffee afterward and, hmm. you know, promote their show to the cafe patrons. Hmm. Maybe there could even be. All the windows you know, are just covered in posters for different podcasts. Yeah. The <laughs> there, podcast cafe. <laughs> there could even be one studio that is the live studio that's broadcast into the cafe so that people who are drinking their coffee can hear, you know, oh, a podcast that could be being super recorded. Fun. Yeah. Or, like, its own separate, like, space where there's, like, a microphone set up and then, like, a little bar for people to like have a live uh have to have a live show or yeah. something yeah comedy venue basically i just want to own a really big space and do a lot of things in it. <laughs> <laughs> a big room <laughs> many nondescript things yeah, yeah. that will give me dollars <laughs> and fulfillment yeah and spiritual fulfillment yeah and community it would be probably. a christian cafe <laughs> You. You, get, you swear too much for that. <laughs> I don't believe in Jesus enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll say a prayer for you later. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Yucky. Oh, not not to marry or anything. <laughs> to my altar Who gods. are you getting married to? The, the, myself. That is kind of the next step, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys are implying about me and my identity whole situation it's a complicated situation i'm but, like five but, people in a trench coat but tom mm-hmm. back referring back to the question mm-hmm. would that work in a small rustic town yeah i think it could i think small rustic towns really like to have some kind of performance hallmark venue rustic towns yeah. yeah hallmark rustic towns need a performance venue too i my grandpa we're lives, gonna rebrand what hallmark is my grandpa lives in a small town in bc called port alberni <gasps> oh, um, my dad used to work there all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fun. I, I I could never live there, but I love visiting him. It's nice to visit, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a venue there that's like an old church that's been converted into like a concert venue. And I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, and they like, you know, sell food and drinks and stuff there. And I always think like, yeah, I could live that life. Yeah. <laughs> Not there specifically. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. In Night Vale, maybe. <laughs> I've been thinking about... Am I allowed to reference other podcasts on air? You can cut that. <laughs> There's a fine, actually. Yeah, on yeah. ambiguous supernatural podcast. <laughs> In an ambiguous supernatural town that maybe also has a podcast. No, I think enough Night Vale people have been on this show for it to be okay oh, to that's reference true. it. Did like, they pay the fine? show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh, oh, boy. Wait, where did they record to... that? Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, remote. Oh, okay. They like phoned in. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't remember which episodes. It's been I'll a while. I'll figure it out. 
195 with Cecil Baldwin and oh, nice. wow. 196 with Meg Bashwinner huh. and 192 with Jeffrey Craner. There we go. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize we were so plugged into the podcasting mm. world. Tom's got gone to podcast. Finger on the pulse. <laughs> Twice. We got clout. R.I.P. Yeah. Rest in peace, Podcon. I have Wait, to think about mine. Wait, is a thing anymore? No. Uh, no it died. Yeah. It bummer. didn't make enough money. I fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if I were to have my own artisanal <laughs> food shop in a rustic small town, my big problem is is that I'm trying. If I owned a place, I would want to cook stuff because I like cooking. However, I'm not the best at it, and I don't <laughs> think I could produce anything that sounds or looks artisanal. So you just gotta you just put gotta, it on a you know make small portions and put them on big plates. Yeah, just watch a bunch of YouTube videos about plating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The trick is to put all of the sauce on the plate and none of it on the food itself. Exactly. <laughs> this it looks good. That's a good idea. But I have I'll show you some saucing tricks later. Ooh. Which I learned from Chef Lawrence Bunn. But I think the dish that I would be preparing would not require a sauce. What's okay, dish what's the dish? dish? Unless Tom disagrees with me because you're gross. Um, <laughs> so this is actually an idea that I'm stealing. You put stealing. those eyebrows back down, mister. <laughs> Ew, yucky. <laughs> I am stealing this idea from my sister who, when she was in high school, I don't know if either any of you had to do like an economics project in high school. Nope. No, I no they it. shipped us out to the woods one time. On a boat? Uh, no. <laughs> Just on your feet? It was a bus. And then left us there, but... <laughs> Wilderness survival. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my sister had an economics project where they had to like run their own small business mm-hmm. and like sell, make a product and sell it back to the school. Mm. It was actually a cool idea. She came up with a concept called Bubby's Brownies. Okay. Turn that frowny upside downy. Have yourself a <laughs> Bubby's Brownie. Oh my god! Okay. I love that. Did your ses- sister sell weed brownies to the school? No, she just sold regular brownies. Okay. Was your sister Dr. Seuss? <laughs> She wishes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I could manage brownies, and I think owning the trademark to Bubby's Brownies is just gold in, an, in and of itself. I like the idea that you then are making yourself Bubby also. <laughs> yes, I would wear the wig. Yeah. I would wear. I would be like... It's uh, like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I would Mrs. Jesus. Doubtfire it. Amazing. And I would sell delicious brownies and my father's recipe of three-minute fudge. Which is disgustingly Explain. bad for you, but three minute fudge is great. What happens in the three minutes? You stick it in the microwave. <laughs> of course. But wait, wait, wait. It, it's actually really good. You take like three cups of chocolate chips, mm. you take a can of condensed milk, <laughs> you take like a, a qu- half a stick of sugar. butter, mm-hmm. you put it in the microwave. Okay. You put it in for a minute 30. Mm-hmm. You taking notes, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> you take it out, you stir it up, uh-huh. and then you put it back in, and okay. then you stir it up, and then you lay it on a cooling sheet, and you stick it in the fridge. Layman's fudge. All right. Huh. Wow. But the thing is, is that it's really good, and if you're a kid it, who needs to prepare something for a bake sale, and you're lazy and shitty like I am all the time... <laughs> You basically go up to your dad and you're like, hey, can you make some fudge? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then you just have a fuck ton of fudge you can sell at a buck a piece at a bake sale. Okay, true. You should That's... rename your store fuck ton of fudge. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Depending on a small town, it could really be a hit, yeah. honestly. Have you, have you <laughs> been to any small towns in BC? They'd be all over that. Yeah. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But, um, so... 
diabetes fudge or three minute fudge okay is <laughs> a terrible fudge. great thing Sorry. that i know how to do it is not artisanal but i would sell that in brownies yeah okay wow. it's all about how you played it yeah. as someone who's an avid brownie fan the the idea of a cafe that just sells variations of brownies mm. I, I might do that that's yeah Great. Bubby's brownies is mine though. <laughs> I won't call it Bubby's brownies. I'll call it something else. Fine, that's fine. And my yes. brownies will be better. It's it's like a cupcake shop, but brownies. Yeah, it's a brownie shop. Okay. See, my my brownie that's, shop that's doesn't the have to cafe be good. I've been looking for for my whole life. <laughs> See, we're not selling a good experience. We're selling the <laughs> Bubby. <laughs> I will be selling artisanal brownies with handmade ice creams. So, fight me. Our business practice is to go up to people as they've finished their meal and be like, you didn't eat anything. Eat more. Here's another plate. And then charge them for that additional plate. Mm, just like Bubby used to do. <laughs> just like Nonna used to do. And that's how we'll make all our money. Because if you have every, every waiter and every uh, kitchen staff and every uh, cashier in a Bubby getup, the customer will be too guilty to say no. Mm. They'll feel bad about it. Yeah. You can't say no to that many bubbies. <laughs> can't say or no to that scared. many bubbies. Too scared. <laughs> too intimidated to say no to bubby. You can't say no to bubby. Can't say no yeah, to no, bubby. that cafe definitely needs That's to little... exist in an unnamed supernatural town. <laughs> That's your slogan is can't say no to bubby. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> what? Can't say no to bubby? Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Bryn? Oh, um, to be honest, uh, when you said Hallmark movie, I was confused. I thought they made cards, but after some Googling, I found out that they make movies about um, street white couples. Yeah, the yeah. white people experience. And Christmas. And Christmas. Street white couples at Christmas. Street yeah. white yeah. couples at Christmas. And sometimes Valentine's Day. Smiling. Yeah. <laughs> always smiling. Oh, they're, they're always smiling. Yeah, so I think I'd make, I'd just have like a, like a little bakery, but I'd um, make everything uh, edibles of the marijuana. Mm-hmm. Variety, but not tell anybody. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Actually, I just had an even better idea. Every fifth or third cookie is a yeah. marijuana cookie. Yeah. But Ooh. nobody knows. It's like Russian roulette, yeah. but with pot brownies. Yeah, exactly. Baby, I mean, no. <laughs> I think that's illegal. <laughs> but I like Only it. But in small towns, you get away with fucking anything. There's one yeah. cop. There's Yeah, there's one cop car. There's two police officers. <laughs> and they're stopping the kids drinking beer on the highway. Yeah. And it's BC, right? It, yeah, it's BC. Everyone's it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, one's we have weed before <laughs> anybody. We're, we're bored. There's weed in our baby bottles. We're yeah, like, and it's a Hallmark movie right. situation. So, like, so there's who's no cops to say that you're not the mayor of this exactly. town? As well as the head baker right. at this roulette marijuana place yeah and i'm gonna have like a bake-off with my rival town mayor who's i don't know and you're just gonna get him way too stoned yeah exactly that, they, yeah it, it the other mayor <laughs> the other the mayor, mayor actually, who's an iguana in a suit <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know i was just fast i got fascinated by the concept of hallmark movies there's so many they're yeah they're weird they're all the same yeah they're and, a mess they're you very get really high and just watch a bunch. I don't want to do that's. I got viscerally scared as you said that. <laughs> Me too. I don't want to do that at all. Like, Please say no. <laughs> uh. Like I went into fight or flight mode. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was like, I should clock so, myself out. To conclude, the only way I could stomach living in a Hallmark small town is be by owning a weed bakery. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Honestly, this sounds like what a lot of people do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like less officially. <laughs> 
I sell you weed brownies out of the back of my pickup truck. So this brings us to the final segment of our show. Oh, yeah. Food oh, brackets. Now this is where we fight. Ooh. This is where we fight. We fight. Uh, I will kick everyone's ass. So, I actually don't have that many strong opinions about today's choices. <laughs> I have super strong opinions. Oh. I have, uh, I have, I think, fairly strong opinions yeah um so so during our munch madness series we are uh doing a munch madness food bracket to decide the best food of all time uh i pulled people and got their answers about all the things that they love to eat and then i painstakingly went through and tried to categorize things into 16 groups and did all the seating so today we're doing our round three and round four uh so we'll start with round three the way that we're gonna do it i'm gonna have each of you guys clockwise for me i guess just for mm-hmm. you know purpose of Simplicity. having a format yeah uh tell me what you think the winner should be and then if there is well there shouldn't be a tie because there's three of you so that's fine actually that's great <laughs> i don't know why i was gonna say if there's a tie there won't because be a tie. you might weigh in I'm if not you voted in. there would be a tie yeah potentially well if he voted we'd have to vote with the host because otherwise we're not allowed back yeah, yeah. exactly you'd all be fired and yeah i vote against him all the time you're it's not true. paying he's too scared of me to I kick want. me off the show <laughs> edit point <laughs> all right so uh our round three in the bracket chicken versus pizza chicken Oh, sorry. I did not go in order. <laughs> That's okay. Nope. <laughs> Jeremiah's going chicken. David, chicken or pizza? My, the only thing that I have to say to this is that you <laughs> can't put pizza on a chicken, but you can't put chicken on a pizza. Okay. And what does that mean? Yeah, you coward. Pizza wins. Yeah. No. Mm. You, could put, you could put pizza on a chicken if you wanted. Like pizza, but then pizza people judge flavoring. you for it. So what? <laughs> Fuck other people. Live your best life. Yeah. If I want to eat a KFC double down, except the middle isn't bacon, it's pizza. I think I Ooh. should be allowed to do that. Hell yeah! Let's right. make that. Let's hang out and make that. I'll make that for you. Well, it's my- kind of like chicken parm, but just with more chicken on top. And, yeah, yeah, and crust. Okay. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah. My vote is pizza. Your vote is pizza. Bryn, you're the tiebreaker. Uh oh. Um. I'm unfortunately also going to have to go to chicken mm-hmm. just That's because fair. that was fair. Uh, one of my favorite things to eat at the restaurant I used to work at. You could <laughs> yeah, do so many enough. things with a chicken. Yeah. It's true. It was I, just, I don't know, it was just so nice. Like, whenever there was, like, leftover chicken, if, like, there was an order didn't get, got rung in wrong because all the servers were idiots, <laughs> um, and there was leftover chicken, I would get to eat it, and I'd nice. sit like a little rat in the corner. Lori'd, <laughs> 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 like, stab it with a fork and kind of throw it at me and I'd be like, ah. <laughs> the angels would descend. Like yeah. A little heavenly lightning. Because <laughs> it's literally the best, best they, I've ever How tasted. did they cook the chicken at Cafe Brio? Uh, oh. I don't know if I'm allowed to give out a secret. Well, but it was a tell the recipe, but just like. It was like, a, it was seared on a pan to get a little. Okay. A little crust and then it was baked and um, it was just very good. Mm. Always. The the searing something to give it a, a crust and then baking it is fucking brilliant. And yeah. it's something I wish I'd known was a thing mm-hmm. before this year, which is when I learned about oh, it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, how, how old are you, Tom? 26. <laughs> 26. Wait, how old am I? Yeah, okay, I'm also that age. 20, 27 soon. 27 soon. But Ooh, what's your birthday? It's my favorite movie. What's your uh, birthday? <clears throat> March twenty fifth. Okay, soonish. Yeah. My soon-ish. younger sibling's birthday is March fourth. Oh. My oh. birthday was February nineteenth. 
Well, happy birthday to your sibling tomorrow, I guess. Tomorrow? This comes out when on the this, third. Oh. <laughs> 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 You're like, oh my god, I didn't mail anything yet. Yeah, I was like, shit. Oh, and happy birthday to love of my life, Tefer, today on the day this comes out. Aww. Um, Cute. Okay, so we're going chicken. Yeah, chicken. Chicken wins. I guess chicken wins. I get it. I get it. I love pizza. I understand it, too. It's more my difference. thoughts on it, though, is that it's more fun to cook a pizza with multiple people and very difficult to have a fun time cooking chicken. You're wrong, but yeah. okay. Well, I just don't like spending, I don't like lots of people being in the kitchen with me, so. That's it's fair. stressful. I always, I do this thing, <laughs> I invite people over to cook with me all the time because I love cooking and I love people. And then I'm like, no, just sit there at the kitchen table while I cook everything, just talk to me. This happens to me like five <laughs> times a week. This is our friendship. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, cook with me. And then I'm like, um, you could chop this one vegetable. Well, you've but stopped saying that. that. You've saying, do you want to come over and I'll cook you dinner? Yeah. Which is much more accurate and yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So chicken. Cool. Chicken. That makes sense to chicken. me. Fair. Uh, round four. Pasta versus salad. We'll start with David this time. Good, because I haven't I decided like pasta. Yet. You like pasta? I go with pasta. Okay. Okay. Mostly because pasta is a very... It's a very neutral thing, like just just what it is, and then you can add so much to it by just changing up the so- different sauces. So mm-hmm. I feel like you have more variety with the different sauces you make. What? Salads are diverse. Salads, Salads are-, are diverse, but you do tend to get the same flavor profiles. Yeah, if you're boring. Mm. Salad's cold. No, not all salad. What? what hot what? salad are you have? Why are you eating hot salad? What the fuck? Hang on. Y'all need to broaden the scope of what you consider a salad. I think you need to narrow it. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I'm living my best life over here. I mean, then I'm if I just put a bunch of spaghetti in a plate and then put a sauce in. Yeah, who's to say that's, that's not a not salad? A salad. <laughs> it's a spaghetti salad. I'm having a pasta salad. Oh. That's a real thing. Okay, so I'm going pasta. David's pasta. I think you can have a lot more play with it. And who doesn't like grain cheese and also a sauce i guess exactly mm-hmm. pasta obviously pasta obviously salad you know but i, I know i'm losing but i want to know what your hot salad is though <laughs> yeah tell us about the hot i salad. mean there's a few different ones but okay i actually made this one at the restaurant i worked at it was a quinoa salad but it was quinoa with like roasted vegetables oh i have made and, hot salad and then like a, a bed of like spinach <laughs> and arugula. so like the greens are cold but then like the quinoa is warm and the roasted vegetables are warm and then it okay. has like a honey tahini dressing okay and if you just threw spaghetti in that you'd have pasta <laughs> yeah. and that would also still be really good yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think I think you can just make salads better by putting pasta in them. I, yeah. But that's that becomes still a salad. This is like your chicken on pizza argument. Where I don't think so. <laughs> also, like, I don't know. Mostly because then I'd be wrong. And fuck you, Tom. <laughs> I, I think I could eat salad for a longer period of time than I could eat pasta mm, back to back. That's super valid. But I think, so like, I don't get a vote here. I think here. I could do that with pasta. Like, I, I can eat pasta I've for a burned, while, but. I've burnt out on pasta. I like if I, I when I was interesting enough pasta <laughs> when I was in high school we were very poor so we would have pasta every night of the week because it was the only thing that was super well apart from rice I guess but we'd have a lot of pasta and I got burnt out on pasta but I think that you could do salad like you're saying in enough different ways that like night after night you could do it different and like I think for me salad is also always an accompaniment as opposed to a main dish so I don't burn out on it as fast because it's not the only thing I'm eating mm-hmm 
Whereas pasta is like the meal, you know? I mean, you could do two things. One, mm-hmm. make your pasta dishes smaller, have them as sides on exactly, everything. Exactly, that's you what do. I was thinking. <laughs> and two, make your s- pastas better. I'm going to clarify my point here. I'm still team pasta. I'm just saying salad ha. is nice. Cool. I was just voicing We're all my just flipping each other. Uh, audience, <laughs> audience, I am flipping off Jeremiah right now. I'm going to fucking bite your finger out. <laughs> <laughs> Would that go in your pasta or your salad? Salad. What? Okay. The finger? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Insert. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so I just remembered a story that's not relevant to this except for the Did finger. Did somebody lose off. a finger? Not at the restaurant that I worked at. <laughs> at um, some other restaurant? There's a bar in Victoria called Logan's. <gasps> Yeah, Logan's is <laughs> dirty what? punk. It's the it's like the one like it's the one dive bar we have punk mm-hmm. quotation mark um, bar and a friend of a friend. Oh no! At a punk show. Oh no! Got in a fight with. Oh no! A crazy girl. Yep. A crazy girl bit the tip off of my friend's <gasps> friend Pinky, <gasps> and then they couldn't find it afterwards. Do you think she ate it? Oh, That's shit. That's what they, they don't know. They don't know if it got tracked out or uh. if it's still in a corner of Logan somewhere <gasps> or if she swallowed it. And I don't know which one is worse. Uh. They're all pretty bad oh options. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every option is worse. Uh, so like, every is option a, is worse. That is crazy. That That is the epitome <laughs> of a Logan's experience, yeah. though. Damn. <laughs> I don't want to have a Logan's experience. Logan's is also the, the Logan's place. Logan's fine during the day. I don't know. It's also the place in, Montre- in Victoria where I... Like hands down, saw the most white people dreadlocks. Uh. So I just am like, I hate it. Yeah, it's also the like one and only place I got like disgustingly drunk because my coworkers, who are all ten years older than me from the building supply store across the road, yeah. were like, "Let's get this nineteen-year-old shit face and then take her to work tomorrow." You gotta, yeah. you go to Logan's during the day. You sit next to the big windows in the sunshine. You eat brunch and you just drink a bunch of really cheap beer. That's the yes. <laughs> or you go there on the nights after roller derby games because the Ooh. roller derby teams go there and then there's a bunch That's of That's when you lose a finger. Motherfucker. Lesbians. Hey. <laughs> I, I appreciate that the it one dive bar in Victoria one. still serves brunch because it's in Victoria. I, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Victoria is the lunch capital of brunch Canada. Canada. <laughs> brunch capital. That's what I meant oh, to say. Wow. Cool. Yep. Well, uh, that feels like a good place for us to end. <laughs> Bryn, thank you so much. This is great. Thank you for yeah. listening to my uh restaurant journey and also my finger story <laughs> oh god thank you for sharing both those things one more than the other i feel like every time i'm on here i tell a really horrible story no it's great that's why we invite you back <laughs> that's why we do this show for horrible stories hell yeah uh if you like this episode please consider supporting us on patreon like we said earlier we want your money we need your money frankly uh the reason that we're not paying hosts anymore is because we're not making enough on Patreon to do that, and it makes more sense <laughs> to put it into marketing and stuff. So, like, you know, help us out on Patreon, and maybe eventually we'll be able to pay hosts again. Woo! And yeah. then I can make my pow- my joke again <laughs> and not feel bad afterwards. We'll bring you back for another guest spot just to make that joke. <laughs> exactly, thank you. <laughs> just to make a whoopsie. Um, but yeah, help us out. Support us on Patreon. It goes a long way toward uh, making the show better and making the world better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have merch you can click the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Tee Public. and if you have no money or if you don't want to spend money which is also fair you can support us for free by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or by sharing this episode with a friend you can follow us on the socials at Down With Talking and like our page on Facebook and uh, does anyone have anything they want to plug bearing in mind this comes out on March 3rd I Ooh. do not cool actually I do Ooh. whoa kind of sort of um 
So March 6th at Café Renaissance, mm-hmm. Résonance, Café Résonance, yeah. is um, the Throw Poetry Collective, which is Montreal's like bilingual slam poetry community. Um, SIPS qualifier, SIPS is the Canadian Individual Poetry Slam, which happens in Vancouver every year. I have decided to sign up and compete Sweet. for a chance to get flown out to Vancouver wow. and compete. Because awesome. I've volunteered at SIPS and like the Versus Festival, but I've never competed because I'm like, I'm not really that competitive. But I just... <laughs> Did everyone else just have a about face on that? <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> I'm not competitive, okay? uh-huh. But I just made That's this good, really um, cool poetry collection for an art show I did a couple weeks ago about being trans and I think some of those poems I'd like to compete with and take Sweet. to like a national stage awesome. so if you guys wanted to come out on the 6th to Café Résonance and support me and other awesome local poets there'll be poetry in both French and English and we'll be duking it out for a chance to represent Montreal at the National Individual Poetry Championship um, that's awesome and then again just please look into what actions your community is taking to be in solidarity with, with Wet'suwet'en. Mm-hmm. Hold the Canadian government and the RCMP accountable. Mm-hmm. Take five minutes to email your MP and the MPs directly involved with that jurisdiction in BC. Like it literally takes five minutes. Mm-hmm. You can find emails online that have already been written for you and you just copy and paste them, send them from all 10 of your email addresses like I did <laughs> and just shut Canada down. Yeah. Don't yeah. let this slide under the carpet like all of our other genocidal actions mm. in this country yeah yeah that's the last thing i'm gonna say about it today <laughs> but i'm gonna keep talking about it every episode until canada gets the fuck off the inta yeah. so look out justin we come for you bitch shave your oh. beard <laughs> mr small potatoes i like him i like him better before he had a beard he and before beard he started now? doing this yeah and it, he doesn't isn't. he's trying to appeal to the masses with his <gasps> i think he beard. was i genuinely think he was threatened by jagmeet and decided to grow a beard out it, I, I Can really Jagmeet do. please be our next prime minister? Can be Jagmeet be my dad? <laughs> I don't know. Send him a letter. Ask. <laughs> While you're out, sending your email. Yeah. Also, send yeah, just casually email Jagmeet. Petition him to be Tom's new dad. Please do. <laughs> uh, Brand any plugs, sir? Um, please send birthday thoughts to my younger sibling tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, their name is Ava. Happy birthday, Ava. Happy yeah. birthday, Ava. Happy birthday, Ava. <laughs> um, I have a really niche and small plug, but if you are a Dawson College student uh, who is specifically interested in uh, audio labs and things, I'm actually going to be a guest speaker at an audio lab uh, being put on by uh, Lex Milton on Friday. <laughs> Wait, oh, actually? Cool. Yeah. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, Why didn't you tell me? Because um, I... Tell you now. <gasps> yeah. Um, so, I'm the listener now. So one of the other shows I produce, Gateway Music, um, did a live show last month and Lex, the teacher, was in the audience and really thought our live setup was very cool and was like, hey, do you guys want to come do this for my students and then do a Q&A with them after? And we were like, can you pay? And yes. So we're wow. doing, yeah, so hey, doing the thing at Dawson hey, on Friday. And you're getting paid. Yeah. That Hell school yeah. educational money. I'm getting paid to be a guest speaker at a school I dropped out of eight years ago. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you I, are. I, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was so happy. I know. Um, so yeah, if you're at Dawson, that's uh, this Friday afternoon. I think it's at 3 p.m. I'm sure you can find information about it. <laughs> can I go? Look it up yourself. <laughs> I'll find out. I want to know. Yeah. I might, I might go. <laughs> uh, cool. The only other thing to plug is uh, 
We want to give a big special thanks to our friends Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Thanks for thanks. listening. Oh, I was gonna say thanks that. for having me. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being had. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's come to see you. Well, I say now, Benson, Benson, Joe. Benson, Benson, I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a Pokemon watch-through podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've taken on the monumental task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing in-depth analysis of everybody's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're asking the hard-hitting questions. Who's the real hero of this series? Why do some of these episodes get banned? Is Ash's treatment of his Pokemon abusive or just negligent? Is Charizard completely justified in treating Ash like the worst trainer of all time? Why don't more Pokemon have nipples? Which Pokemon would make the best professional wrestler? Is Farfetch'd your best option for Christmas dinner? Who even is that Pokemon? Are all cops bastards? Wait, I thought this was a Pokemon podcast. Uh, anyway, tune into Blasting Off again on the Upward Network and we're you find your podcasts we're, we're blasting, blasting off again. again ding if you're someone who interacts with kids you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer whether it's the old favorite where do babies come from or the nuances of discrimination rad child podcast has your back each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.